Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Islanders Anxiety, the podcast from Lighthouse Hockey. My name is Dan Saracini. Joining me via Skype is my friend Michael Leboff. Uh, Mike, I have absolutely no idea what we're going to talk about today. I really don't. <laughs> that we haven't talked about already over the previous 48 episodes of this podcast. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, baseball starts tomorrow, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Uh, for uh, for those of you that are Mets fans, my condolences. Uh, for those that are of you that are Yankees fans. Uh, enjoy the ride. Enjoy the taters, the homers, the dingers, whatever the kids are calling them these days. Um, you know, I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know who else the Yankees have on their team that isn't like a giant hulking home run hitter. But uh, I guess it doesn't really matter when you've got that many guys. But, you know, it's a little like the Islanders. Like I was just looking at their the stats this year. And, and you know, I mean, it's not like it's a shock, but Tavares right now, 79 points. Barzell, 78. Bailey, 69. Lee, 60 with 39 goals, Everly 55 with 25 goals. I mean, Nick Letty has a minus 42 and he's got 41 points. <laughs> I don't know how many other defensemen have, have 41 points, even in the league. Um, Brock Nelson, the guy we all hate and want to get traded 
31 points, you know, 18 goals. Like, those are some pretty solid numbers. And, mm. um, yeah, this team's going to miss the playoffs by Yeah, they by quite sure a bit. are. And um, <laughs> it's not even, yeah, even going to be close, too. No. It's kind of funny. I, I was so happy to see that they got eliminated before the Rangers. That was just, <laughs> it's just, like, poetic at this point. It's I, I, Brian Compton is the guy who, who keeps saying this. And, you know, he's got, I don't know, a few dozen thousand Twitter followers, whatever. But I, I really don't think people understand the gravity of this, that exact thing that you just brought up, which is that in Garth Snow's tenure as Islanders GM, the Islanders have never finished ahead of the Rangers, which, you know, the Rangers were pretty good for a while. You know, they went to conference finals. They went to Stanley Cup final, obviously, one time. But, like, we're talking about 12 years here. You'd think that just once, by accident, they would finish ahead of the Rangers, but that's never happened. And then this season in which the Rangers literally in February said, you know what, guys, we're not going to make it this season. We're not where we want to be, so forget it. We trade the captain. We traded another guy. We traded a couple other guys. Um, and they, right now, they're, they could fin- they're probably going to finish ahead of the Islanders, who until Monday were trying to get into the playoffs, <laughs> which they were yeah. finally eliminated. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I think that's actually kind of funny. Um, well, actually, it's sad because we both – I mean, I hate the Rangers. I, they're my least favorite like entity on this planet. <laughs> and uh, But I'm rooting for them to finish ahead of the Islanders. And and I want to keep clarifying this. And I do say to my friends too. They're like, well, why are you actively like hating on the Islanders right now? I'm like, like oh, you want the better draft pick? I said, and I'm saying no. Like this isn't a tank thing at all. This is like I want them to suffer. <laughs> and I want them to keep losing because they deserve it. Yeah. And um, – yeah, and they they don't deserve to finish ahead of the Rangers. The 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 Rangers are kind of plucky right now. It, you know, they, their fans are are rooting on their like it was, it's like what the Islanders were, you know, eight years ago when they 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 you know call they trade whatever they had to get these young players and you know they bring in Justin Mapletoffs and those kind of guys and they'd score and you get a little excited and you're like well at least we're watching the young guys and they're trying like when Travis Hammond it came up a couple mm-hmm. of years ago just like you know that kind of stuff. At least, like, there's a reason to root for them. Like, there's no reason to root for these Islanders. There's reason to root for the individuals, right. just not not the team. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I it, um, the ILC podcast brought this up, and and if you're a fan of me, like round numbers, you definitely want to see Tavares get to 80 points. You want to see Barzell get to 80 points. Uh, you want to see Lee get to 40 goals. You know, Bailey get to 70 points. Those are kind of nice round numbers, but they really just underscore the futility and the, and the awfulness of this season. And, and I'm with you. Like I really, you know, part of it is part of what makes this so, so frustrating is we don't know what the response is going to be. And I mean, yeah, the Tavares thing, I guess we'll probably talk about that later. And, you know, we don't know where that's going to go, but what is the response going to be of this team when, you know, April 7th rolls around their last game is over it's in Detroit. It's a Saturday. They can go home, I guess, and relax on Sunday. But then Monday comes, and, and somebody's going to have to answer for this. And what is that answer going to be? And, I mean, I, I, part of me wants to see a total house cleaning. I think a lot of people probably listening to this probably f- feel the same way. You know, it's enough with these guys already. <laughs> we've seen we've seen a lot of these guys for a long time, and it's enough already. Um, but, I mean, do we really think that's going to happen? I, I don't no. think so. I mean, who knows? Um, I would put it this way, I'd, and and just I look at um, like everything at odds right now, and I would say that I'd put better shorter odds, meaning that there's a better chance that Garth Snow is still an Islander 
come next season and Doug Wade is an Islander come next season than John Tavares. I mean, it's hard to say otherwise. I mean, it, I don't really – somebody asked me the other day – oh, it was, um, it was Sam Fells who, who's the – the uh, founder of uh, Faxes from Uncle Dale, which is formerly known as the Committed Indian. Great, great Blackhawks blog. Great guys. They write great stuff. Uh, very from the heart. And, uh, you know, they've had a tough season. <laughs> this isn't the kind of season that the Blackhawks are used to. And he, I did a couple of Q&As with them when they played them, the Islanders this year. And one of the questions he asked me the last time was, you know, what is, uh, you know, where, where do you think things stand? I forget what the question actually was, but it was sort of like, you know, what do you think these guys are going to tell Tavares? And I was like, I don't know what they talk about behind closed doors because I really I, – I would love to know. Like, I would love to know the conversations that Scott Malkin and John Ledecky have with John Tavares because, you know, I, is, is he I, – I can't imagine that Tavares is like, you got to fire Garth Snow. Like I can't imagine that's that's what he's saying to them. But if – I agree with you. Like there's a good chance that Snow is back next year, and if Tavares isn't, I mean, who? The, I think we talked about this last time. Like, who is even going to be left to care? Like, right. you can't do that. I just, you know, it, that, it's it's unconscionable. But then again, the last two seasons have been unconscionable. If it, so. if it happens, I might join that what it, whatever it's called, like Elmont for the Community Club or whatever it is. It's, <laughs> it's just hired that big shot lawyer to right. take down the Belmont Arena. Yeah, I might I might volunteer and just be the biggest <laughs> fan of that because. Yeah. This team shouldn't get that arena. <laughs> it's it's really, I, I mean, and I you know I keep coming back to this too. We, we've, I feel like I've said this a hundred times on this show, and I feel so I'm in like reruns now. So if people turn this off right now. A, yeah, I'll find is- out, but you know. <laughs> um, but it's it's literally unbelievable. Like if I want, I wanted to go back and listen to like our podcast from when they won the Panthers series. Did we ever? Did we do a podcast back then? I think we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we did. I remember it was because I remember telling you about how I threw up. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like from there to here, I never thought we would be here. I mean, if you if you pictured yeah. the worst case scenario, this is it. We're living mm-hmm. it right now. You right. Know? I mean, maybe aside from like a, 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 a terrible injury, knock on wood. That, you know, doesn't happen, hopefully, or some kind of awful other thing happening. Like, this is two years out of the playoffs or a team that, quite frankly, has the kind of offensive firepower that some teams in the playoffs don't have. So that's really super frustrating. And the Tavares thing just keeps hanging over them. And, you know, I just I, – I, first of all, if I, I don't know what Habs blogs are going to write about once this Tavares thing is settled. Like, I know for me, I'm done. Like, I'm just going to walk away. But, like, if you're a Habs blogger – and Tavares either re-signs with the Islanders or signs someplace else. I have absolutely no idea what they're going to write about because this is the only thing they've been writing about for months, and it is insane. I don't get it. It's crazy. Yeah, that you know. I just quickly a quick tangent about that phrase. Knock, knock on wood. I was watching tennis, I think, and they were talking about how overseas, when they're saying instead of saying knock on wood, they just say touch wood. Yes, which I think is very weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's it's, that's a funny. I'm trying to like work it in every time I say knock on wood. So I I just I have this wooden nightstand. When you said that, I just kind of like gently touched it. I tapped on my uh, my desk here. So, but I mean, at this point, like I don't know. know, It's funny that we're both so superstitious, given how this team has got. Like I don't know what else. (laughs) Yeah, we've ruined it. We ruined it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's yeah, se- it's seasons like this that make you realize how superstitious you are because I used to be really crazy like you know if I was if I was like you know sitting in a certain spot while they were winning or you know 
like I, I couldn't move. I, if I was watching it on TV and they were winning, and somebody like my wife or my daughter wanted to watch the TV, I would be like, no, I can't change it. The Islanders are on. Like I've been watching them; they're winning, and I, I don't want to watch it on. If I was watching on the computer and my daughter wanted to borrow my computer to play games, I would be like, no, I'm sorry, I'm watching the game. <laughs> but like now, it's like, yeah, whatever. I, I don't even ha- finish watching half the games half the time. Like, yeah, just whatever, just turn it off. I don't care. It's not a big deal. They're gonna yeah. lose. It doesn't really. Yeah, there you go. They're um, gonna lose. But what's funny is that last night they won. Um, they they beat the Ottawa Senators four to three. Uh, it was a little wild at the end. It was actually kind of a fun game, all things considered, besides you know the fact that there was two teams that are very much eliminated from the playoffs. The Senators, yeah, it was a, it was a it was a preseason game in March, pretty much. And I gotta say one thing about the Senators organization: whether they're good or bad, I I really truly appreciate their dedication to the strangest, oddest, highest numbers that they can possibly have on uniform. Like this is a team that has been built on the backs of guys that wear numbers that literally nobody else in the league wears. And I'm watching this, and I thought the same thing. Like, is this a preseason game? And their game? font is weird too. Their number font is very strange. Yeah, it's like weird. It's skinny. It is, and it's like there are guys wearing like 81, 78, 70, whatever. Like, you know, there was a couple of 60s in there, and it wasn't like it was. It wasn't obviously Carlson is one, and at one point. I counted like all five guys on the ice had these weird bonkers numbers that were all over 50 for some reason. <laughs> it's just like, why? Why do all these guys wear these crazy numbers? I don't understand. Um, but uh, no, I actually found the game kind of entertaining, especially in the third period. And then, of course, I look at hockeystats.ca, which is uh, uh, the site I usually go to, run by my friend Greg Sinclair. And, you know, it's I find that the Islanders kind of got swamped a little bit in terms of <laughs> Corsi. So I'm like, yeah, I guess it wasn't as good as I thought. But I thought they played pretty well, and, and that's fine and good. But the night before, they had lost 3 nothing to the Florida Panthers in one of the most embarrassing performances we've witnessed in a season full of them. Uh, James Reimer played great. The Islanders could have at least scored a goal. That would have been nice. Um, but it just was kind of the cherry on the top of a really, really shitty uh, Sunday that has been this entire season. Yeah, is that that was the game they got officially eliminated, right? Yes, yes. And I just have a question, and you know what? Uh, like, did the New York Islanders Twitter account say like, "Hey, we got eliminated from the playoffs"? I highly doubt that. <laughs> yeah, because like, because like you like look at like the social media, yeah. and I know we say it all the time whenever we talk about it, like we know it's their job to like put a positive spin on it, but if you took like the social media post from the game last night, you would think the Islanders were, you know running away with the league or something right just like how happy and and it just it, it makes me mad and, and <laughs> this goes for every every social media account i just wish they would reflect like the way the fans are feeling more like you know i wish i wish like if if, if when they put out the lineups and they're like yep alan quine's in again <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure the final for that panthers game was just final score panthers three islanders zero and then they put out like a little graphic um yeah i, I mean i I, that's a hard job, dude. I would never, yeah. oh, I would yeah. never, oh. and I, God bless the people that I never say that like sincerely, but I mean that like, God bless the people that do this kind of stuff because I couldn't. And I, because I like even just putting out the lineups on, in and of themselves. I'm just like, why, why are we doing this? <laughs> yeah. Just like, like they put up like a, a practice video. And you're like, Oh yeah. Jason Chimera right. is skating with John Tavares. Like right. all of a sudden it's the, the social media director's fault. Right. Or, or but, like, you know, like you said, uh, with, uh, Alan Quine, it's like, look who's back. And it's like a 15 second video of Alan Quine skating in, in, in practice <laughs> at twin rinks. <laughs> and you're just like, 
okay, great. You know, like, yeah, okay, uh, good for him. Completely forgot that guy was, I thought that right, guy was yeah. an Islander, like 2008. <laughs> Pretty you know? much. Well, so it's, so they're on pace now to finish in worse than, I guess, the 2010-2011 team, which, I mean, I can't even – I'm going to call this up because I know you'll appreciate this. Like, <laughs> whoever was on that that team. Um, and, you know, Arthur Staple put that out there, and he took a little bit of heat for it. But I, And I, I kind of retweeted him. And I, what I think he was trying to say was that, you know, it's not that this team is as bad as one of those teams. It's that – they are as bad as one of those teams, despite having tons and tons of expectations and potential and pressure. Yeah, yeah and- I kind of disagreed with his sentiment there that like it, it's there have been worse times because like at that point it wasn't we didn't yeah we didn't expect that team to be good right you know and so we got what we what we we got what we thought that we were going to get um, yeah they are which was a bad they, team right. Uh, right. 2010, they went thirty and thirty nine. Uh, for 73 points. And right now the Islanders have 74 points. So this is their worst season since then. Um, But, you know, that, yeah, like you said, like that team had no, there were no expectations on that team. There was no pressure. We got, we didn't expect them to do anything. This time we do. And this is infinitely worse (laughs) than those seasons. And it's worse and it's not going, like, at least at that point, you're like, all right, well, it's going to get better next season. It's not going to get better next season. No, it's not. (laughs) So some of the guys in that team, Tavares, Molson, Parento, obviously were your top line. Tavares, 67 points, and then Molson and Parento each had 53. Uh, Grabner, Blake Como, he was still on that team. Yes. Back then. That was his 24-goal breakout yeah. season. He hasn't had 24 goals he looks, combined. I'm telling you, if you cover, if you cover Sidney Crosby's head mm-hmm. on his thumbnail picture with your thumb <laughs> and give him like a bald <laughs> cut, he looks just like Blake Como. Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess so. They have a similar face, yeah. Yeah. Um, Franz Nielsen, Josh Bailey, of course, Andrew McDonald. Oh, like, oh. so many of these guys. That was the James Wisniewski year. That was yes, the legendary. Yes, was. Jesus. <laughs> God bless. Who, who has a personal website that they still have listed on NHL.com if you that, scroll all the way the to the blog, bottom? He has a blog? That's pretty he has, funny. He, no, it's like his. Like, yeah. if you scroll all the way down to NHL.com, you scroll all the way down there, like, personal player websites mm. where, like, maybe they sell, like, their gear or, like, have their charities on there, and James Wisniewski is one of them. <laughs> um. That's pretty funny of all people. Um, yeah. Rob, Sh- James Wisniewski's greatest thing. I mean, I know everybody thinks of like the suspension, but I feel like we've talked about this because I reference this all the time was that time he got chewed out by a nurse. They were visiting kids in a hospital and some nurse like went after Wisniewski and Doug Waite because they were so bad. It was Wisniewski, Waite, and I think McDonald or some other defenseman. And they just got just reamed out by this nurse because they were so awful. <laughs> She's like, why don't you guys? Why do you guys stick? Why do you guys get good? And it's like, oh, settle down. That's I, now I'm gonna have to look that up. But that's a real thing that happened, and we were all just like, hey, good for you. Um, yeah, that was the, that this yeah, that was also the season that um, Strite missed the entire season, and Kyle Oposo essentially missed half of it, uh, which wasn't gonna help either. Um, but I mean, again, that was back before, you know, the, the goalies for that season, which is another thing Arthur pointed out was, uh, were the names Montoya, DiPietro, Rolison, Poulin, Koskinen, who, by the way, just won KHL's best playoff goalie, uh, through the conference finals. And then Nathan Lawson, who played yep. 10 games that year. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. That was fun. That was the year they traded Rolison for Ty, Ty Wishart, right? Yes. Yes. Well, yes. It was right. amazing that the Islanders once had Marty Buran and, Dwayne Rollison as their goalie tandem. And that, you know, that Biron thing was so weird because he like 
I don't want to say he was holding out, but like he he kind of waited and waited and waited and was like expecting contracts to come along, and none of them did. And he basically yeah. just took the Islanders gig as like, a, well, I got to play somewhere. And uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he ended up playing. He was played okay, I think. Yeah. Um, Jamie Dornbash. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they had the the, the weird defenseman. Yeah, Matt Campanale. Yeah, mm. that was a little. Mark Caddick, who was, uh, I mean, that guy was a third round pick. He was he was the guy the Islanders traded all those picks for Ryan Smith. And I think Mark Caddick was like their highest oh, draft pick in like 2007. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I don't even remember that. Um, the great Bruno Gervais, Dylan Reese uh, combination. Jeff, Jesus. Jeff, see, <laughs> I, I, bring me back to, I would take that team over this team twice on Sundays. <laughs> that team really, and, and you know, it, it, it says a lot about where we've come so far. And like, we, we could talk about how, I mean, I, you mentioned it before and, this has been my thing this whole time, which is that, you know, back in 2008, the Islanders pretty much did what the Rangers did this year, which is like, we're going to suck. Like, we're going to we're going to get rid of a lot of guys. We're going to, you know, get a lot of draft picks. And like that 2008 draft, Garth Snow picked up 13 draft picks. I remember that because uh, it's a lot. It's a pretty high number. And he drafted 13 guys in the next year. They were terrible. Nobody ever accused them of tanking necessarily for that 2009 first overall pick. But like that was the year that you had. You had Tavares, you had um, Duchesne, and you had Hedman. So the the thinking was it was a good year to be bad because right. there were lots of guys that at the top, especially that you could take. Tavares being number one, um, and but like the promise, like you said, like we expected there to be better days ahead, uh, and you know because this was this was the part that they're gonna they're supposed to suck. Like we got that, but here we are back, you know, eight years later. Uh, we're back in that same exact spot, and I, I said on Twitter where I – mean, if you follow me on Twitter, I, I'm so sorry that I can't even – I read my tweets. I can't even stand myself, honestly. It's so <laughs> awful. I, just, I don't know why I have any followers at all. It's just – it's so unbearable. I try to tweet as little as possible these days, but sometimes things just slip out. And it's not even just Islander stuff. Like I can't take this heart Trophy debate. Uh, I, the worst thing – the <laughs> hockey the hockey media really kills me with whenever there's – not enough scoring in the NHL, and when the Hart and the Norris, right? Who cares? Yeah, just dude, just if you gotta vote, just vote. It's yeah. fine. Like you don't need to. This isn't debate club. Like you don't have to swing everybody to your opinion if you it's want. A, you know, baseball Hall of Fame thing is the same thing. Like, Jesus, God. it's just enough already. Just if you want to vote for uh, Connor McDavid for MVP, fine. Go ahead. Just say he's he's the best player in the league. I, p- I picked him for the MVP. Okay, fine. Good for you. But like. This like daily, hourly, like people getting up on the soapbox. You're not going to change people's so minds. Bad. Who are you trying to impress? I can't. Anyway, so again, I apologize for my awful tweets. I try to stay off Twitter as much as I can. Um, but um, now I lost my train of thought. But um, we're, just, we're yeah, you were talking about just to, to, to the Islanders sucking. Yeah, in, <laughs> something like in that. general, yeah. and that when they sucked in previous years, it didn't suck as bad as it right. sucks right now. And and I felt like yes, and and. You know, we were promised these days, these good days ahead, you know. Oh, it's the five-year plan. Yeah, (laughs) the legendary five-year plan (laughs) that, you know, Brian Burke scoffs at or a five-year plan. But, like, the five-year plan yielded three playoff appearances, two first-round losses, and then one trip to the second round. And I I put out a tweet the other day that was like, you know, the the rebuild came and went in the blink of an eye. And it's gone. And, you know, there was some pushback. We were like, well, it didn't, wasn't really a blink of an eye. It was like two seasons. But, like, they didn't do this to have a couple of good seasons. 
you know, and they, and and in fairness, those seasons were good. I mean, there was two hundred point seasons, and then you know last year they had ninety four points and missed the playoffs, which you know I guess you could kind of was. I mean, that almost doesn't even really cover what actually happened last year, but it feels like it went by in the blink of an eye, and there wasn't a trip to the conference final, and it wasn't even like a trip to the Stanley Cup final, or really. You know, much of anything. Like all those years, they only had one All Star. You know, or two All Stars that you know they had Yarrow and and Tavares that one year, and it just it went by so quickly. And it's like, no, this wasn't what we were promised. We were promised right. way more than this. Back back when Gar Snow used to talk to the media, he was very <laughs> adamant about that, about how this isn't about building a team that finishes seventh and eighth and gets to the playoffs. This is about a team that we would talk, like talk about and stuff. Like you know, we're gonna be them. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's those days are long over, <laughs> I guess. And it's it's funny too because you think about like just like going back to those teams and like you you said all those names and you look back on those guys like yeah they sucked they weren't you know NHL caliber players but like you look back and you're like I, there's like a fond memory about them hmm. like I fucking loved Freddie Meyer <laughs> like you know those guys like those guys are great they they were right. horrible but I, I love them when I look yeah. back at this team and like think about like the horrible yeah. players on this team I'm not gonna have any you know emotional right. connection to them yeah you know that that's just that's a big right. difference to me well and that's because like again throughout this throughout the rebuild like you're sold that these guys are the core you know when they talk about these are the core guys that you're we're building around. Oposo and Bailey predate Tavares. So, like, we expected those guys to be core guys. Nilsson, and I've said this before, and I, I try to say this all the time, you know, when when he was this, like, skinny dude that came up from Bridgeport every once in a while, I was not impressed. I didn't really think he was going to be much of anything. And it wasn't until I started reading Lighthouse Hockey that I understood the 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 true, like, genius of Franz Nielsen and what exactly made him so good. And then, you know, eventually he left and I was sad. But, um, but like... You know, we're, we were expected to believe these are the core guys. Hamannick, um, you know, not so much McDonald because I feel like, you know, he was an older guy and he was playing on that that ridiculous bargain level contract, and we kind of didn't think he was going to be much. But like then they find Parento and Molson and Grabner in the in the essential dustbin, and they bring these guys up, and you think, okay, maybe they're not core guys, but these are guys that will be here for a while, and like they bought in, they, yeah, it was they nice. bought Even in, like and, yeah, early early. You know, 2010s, like when Sezikis first came up, like right, yeah, there were just these guys that you, you know, kind of fell in love with, yeah, you know, as you do with hockey players, and and like these, this is the basis for the team, and even if some of them aren't on the team when they win the Stanley Cup, that's okay because we will feel fondly about like Billy Harris, you know, for for yeah, the older yeah. guy Islanders fans, like they love Billy Harris, he plays an Islander for whatever ten years, Kip and, Miller, like those guys, those, right, like when you have like a team that is going on a run. Right, these guys, and they they have their moments, yeah. Sure, I, I mean, I guess you could throw in like the Ferraro, you know, Thomas. Those guys, you know, they, their their time together was short, but like people remember them, and and they they like them, and you know, kind of felt like okay, well, maybe these guys will be the next thing, but they're not, so we move on. Um, and all those guys essentially are gone, except for you know Bailey, who is a fine player. Like he's he's, I'm glad he's come into his own. I'm glad he got the contract. I don't I don't see it as being a huge problem, but like. And it's hard for me to call Josh Bailey one of my favorite Islanders. Like he's a nice guy, and I appreciate that he he and Tavares work well together. But I don't know if he's going to be around. Like Lee, I like I love Anders Lee. He's great, but I mean he's the next guy they need to sign. Um, yep, and, and I was saying like uh, uh, with John Tavares, like uh, I know you know we get into it all the time, but let's just say he he walks. I mean it, at that point, like you're going to have to get something. 
Barley and Andrews Lee next year. Like, cause you're gonna have yeah. the same exact problem. They're gonna walk because right. they're John Tavares walk. So you better get moving on get, catching in for them with the way the the like league and the cap are set up. So right. yeah, yeah. Um, and you know Barzell has come along and and he's obviously you know gotten people's attention and I love that guy. He's great. But like the fact that this this huge cloud has hovered over this team for so long now. I almost don't even want to get attached to him. I mean, it's too late now. I already am. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're afraid to get attached to him because I was attached to Oposo and Molson and Parento and all those other guys, and now they're all gone. And, like, what is what is left of the core? Like, I, the Islanders, I felt, oh, Martin, I forgot, totally forgot about Matt Martin. Like, you know, was do we think that Matt Martin was going to be, you know, skating on a Stanley Cup champion? Eh, probably not. Was he a likable guy that you could, like, root for? Yeah, sure, of course. He's still a likable guy that we could root for, but... You know, those guys are all gone. And, like, who's yeah. replaced them? Like, you know, guys that really just don't have the same kind of – you're not as attached to, and I don't see it really happening. I know I, I know we're going to, you know, give, like, a big kind of sending – our own stand, sending off to Stan Fisher. But that year, the shortened year, the lockout year was uh, the year I, I interned with Stan. And I was in the locker room a lot with that team. And it was like I, – I don't want to get, like, sappy, but you could feel, like, the – like that, not just like the love those guys had, and it wasn't like a don't step on a logo, but like the actual pride they had, and in, in right. being the the Islanders, like the guys that were going to be the Islanders resurgence, the guys who were going to lead the resurgence, like right. they were proud of what they were doing. They they kind of, they got it. They understood. Like right. they took pride in what the Coliseum was. Didn't like you know yeah get well, mad because there was only like eight thousand people. They're like this place is awesome. <laughs> like this is amazing. Yeah. It was like this. That was, and they were. It wasn't just like that we were being fed the core. They were they were labeled the core by their boss. Right. Yeah. So several times. Like this is <laughs> this is the rebuild. This is like the fruition of the rebuild. And now it's not it did feel like like a break blink of an eye. Yeah. Um when you say that, two things I'm reminded of. One was when Evgeny Nabokov spent his short time with Tampa, he you know, he came back and played against the Islanders and he said that locker room, they're like brothers there. Like they're I've never seen a tighter locker room than that. They're they all they all love each other, you know. It's like they're brothers, and it, that that really struck me because I didn't. Because really those much. guys lost so many games together, right, right? Like so that was that was, and that's a big part of it, right? You know, they they were, it was. It, I always like point back to that that game against Pittsburgh, that brawl game. <laughs> yeah. Like that was kind of the turning point that turned them into like a, a legitimate team, um, like that had like this weird bond about it, and uh, yeah, about I mean, yeah, if Nabokov says it, it's true, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but like. But yeah, I mean, they lost a ton of games together. But I, I think I wonder if, like us, they kind of were like, "Well, we're going to lose now, but you know, one of these days we're going to be really good." And like, yeah, they definitely of, were. Yeah, like we bought it, were. and they bought it, but it never really happened. And then um, the the second thing that always that makes me think about that is when, uh, and I always love this story is when Zen and Kanopka like yelled at the TSN guys because they were like making fun. of The Islanders were on a game. It was in Ottawa, and the Islanders were going to be on you know, TV that night. And he overheard them say something about how they were like a doormat basically. Cause I guess the Senate, maybe the senators were trying to make the playoffs and the Islanders were, you know, and out, out of the playoffs. And it was like, this is the team you should beat. And Zenon just went after them. And they were like, he was like, we're not a doormat. We're, we're a hardworking young team and we're going to be really good one day. Uh, and that was his only season <laughs> with the Islanders. And he was good. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was, he was, I mean, he was another one though. Like, like right. sure. Like Zenon Kanapka was not, going to be the guy that right. 
you know, brought us back to the promised land. He but could fight he to take us... face-offs. I've never seen yeah, anybody I, else like that. Yeah, seriously, and he, and he got us that great goal song for that one year. Like, the, the, he, <laughs> that team had a, a team had a great personality to yeah. it, and, and he was a part of it. I was uh, actually, even, even though it wasn't good. I was just telling my wife this because I was watching. I guess it was the uh, I forget what game it was, but we were watching. It must have been Saturday's game. Um, and, uh, they, you know, the Islanders scored a goal and they played the song and I was like, you know, not that she cares, but she was sitting next to me on the couch and I just felt like opining. And I was like, you know, among the many things I want the Islanders to change at the end of the season for next season going forward is they got to change this goddamn goal song. I really hate this song. It's so bad. It's so bad and so cheesy and so awful. And then I told her the story of Live is Life. The, uh, Live is Life. The Zenin. Dun, and, then, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and then I started talking about Zenin. And, and I told her that exact story about how he chewed out TSN. Oh. You know, because they were making yeah, the bunny hop. He, he had the bunny. Yeah. He started like a wine company. Like, yep. He was a really interesting guy. Again, all he did was fight and win faceoffs. I've never seen anybody do that. That, that song. So I, I think it was on that show, Young Pope or something. Oh, was it? Yeah, and I just and I was watching that. Show. I was getting, uh, you know, at my old job. I would get home at like four in the morning, and I was watching that show at like four in the morning. And that song came on during it, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I like stood up. <laughs> I was getting so happy. I was like, That's "I was so like, funny. I'm so happy that nobody yeah. just saw." How excited I got but here like, as the sun is coming up because that song came on. <laughs> but but see, like that team, so that was 2010, 2011, right? The Islanders went 30, 39, and 13. <laughs> they they, they might have, but they might have well, might as well went 46. And, you know, like that's how, that's right. what that team, you know, I, I look back on that team with a lot of love. Yeah, me too. Like we're laughing about how that team, as bad as they were, meant something. Yeah, Michael Haley skating down the goddamn ice. <laughs> Taking out everybody. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean, yeah, that game was a real microcosm. And, and Arthur mentioned it in a recent story, too, about how they basically took out a season worth, season's worth of frustration to the Penguins that night. And things got ugly. Let's not, let's not you know, no, no, no. excuse yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff there. But there was, there was like, yeah, there were a couple of criminal acts that we a, don't a couple, yeah. Um, yeah, condoned. But at the same time, like. I get it. Like, I get yeah. why it happened. <laughs> um, and it felt good. Like, I, like it, oh it's, it, you know, it's not like I'm a bloodthirsty guy, but like watching that happen yeah. was great. No, it, it was. I mean, they took out a season's worth of frustration and, and by by osmosis, uh, or we did, too, or, you know, whatever. The, the <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thinking, exactly. Uh, by extension, we did, too. And But it's like I'm not going to have those kinds of memories. I don't have these those kinds of memories about last year's team. Which you know, I don't even remember who was on last year. I know, team. well, it was mostly the same guys. Who were on this team. <laughs> but like you know, the, when I think about last year's team, and and I, Mike Carver again mentioned this on the, the ILC podcast. Like, you can look at them as like a two year chunk, like as one kind of unit or one era. And the thing I remember about last year's team is that first half was god awful. They clearly, clearly, clearly had had enough of whatever Jack Capuano was giving them, rightly or wrongly, and he. He had to go, and and like uh, God, uh, you know, I'm glad that the Panthers are in the playoffs now. Good for Jack. Good for him. I'm, he's a nice guy. He's a likable guy. I think he's a better coach than most Islanders fans give him credit for. But he had to go. Like it was pretty clear that he had to go. Um, and they were so unwatchably bad for that first half. You're like, how did this team win a round in the playoffs? Like I don't get it. And then I remember them. You know, they made the the change. They went crazy and they missed by a point. And I feel like. Like they thought that that was how they normally should have been, and they just never got to that point. Oh, and also I obviously remember them, you know, p- 
putting Parento on waivers so they could make room for Hosang, Barzell, and Beauvillier, and only one of those guys actually ended up on the team yeah. for the most part. <laughs> and then the other guy came back and left and came back. The other guy just left and was gone, and he had a great season in junior. And then this season, I'm just going to remember that Barzell was awesome. Tavares had a really, really, really good season. I mean, he's going to have 80, another 80-point season. That's his highest in years. Yeah, and despite a slump. Yeah, despite right, despite a slump at the worst possible time of the season. Bailey was an all-star. Lee had 40 goals. And yet, somehow, they still didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going to set all sorts of records for letting goals in. It's preposterous. With a, with, with a defense that is signed from from now right. until the next lockout. So Right. Yeah, I'm going to remember they, they signed a bunch of guys to contracts that they didn't earn. And, yes, Jimmy, you're right. And, uh, <laughs> like, uh, it's just um, – it's like I'm not going to look back fondly on this year and be like, yeah, you know, they stunk, but – it was fun, and, and like I like that team. This is not one of those seasons. This is they stunk, and I don't know why, and I want to fire everybody, and I never want to watch this team again or the playoffs, which, again, for me is a weird thing. Like Normally I'm all about the playoffs, Islanders or no Islanders, but this year I can't wait for the season to be, to be over. And Maybe I'll just take a few weeks off and check back in the conference finals. Like I just that's, That might be my plan yeah. right now. Well, the, the, yeah, and like the thing is – there are a couple of likable teams in the playoffs that I want to see win. Like, I know we both want to see the Jets win and stuff, but sure. it's just it's just not going to happen. It's just going to be, <laughs> you know, the Lightning and the Bruins are going to do it. And <laughs> hey, but like, even, even the Bruins, like, and, you yeah, know, they're, they're they're not okay, a bad I, team except for yeah. Marchand, obviously. But yeah, um, I, I put I put some money on the Bruins preseason to win. So and, that's cool. You know, wow, good luck. Well, so yeah, so hopefully, <laughs> yeah. But even so, like, it's just like an emotional hedge because you know Boston sports don't really sit well with me, right. but. Uh, it's it's just in general. Like, I would I just... root for the Flyers because I I have so many Flyers fan friends on Twitter, and they're so they're such good people and they're they're so passionate that you want to see. I would like to see them win for them, but also I I understand that they won't win because they're the Flyers and yeah. they haven't won in forty years. So and I want and like the Devils, the Panthers, yeah, it's all they're all they're all great teams. Anybody but That's... the Penguins, Leafs, and Caps, I think, is right. Probably... <laughs> I actually wouldn't even care if the Caps like the Caps did it. Like, that's true, I, I don't right. like them, but I just like I, I would like to see Ovechkin win yeah, a cup true. with the, but only with, if he did it with the Islanders. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't know. I don't like. I, you know what? I'm just happy it's not the Islanders. Right, and and also the good thing about this year is you can you can enjoy that the Rangers aren't going to win the Stanley Cup either. Yeah, so, that's uh, true. That's, yeah, we don't have to worry about that. Right, that's usually my biggest concern is that they're going to win, but this year, fortunately, that yeah. could take a year off. Uh, so I've, I've been like joking around a little bit on Twitter that. Because I saw a commercial on the, the NHL was running a couple weeks ago when they showed the Bruins Capitals home and home. Right. I mean Bruins Blackhawks, and they were uh, they were like talking about how you know playoff the playoffs are coming, and they kept showing like the Blackhawks. I was like the Blackhawks aren't going to make the playoffs, but the NBC Sports is still going to find a way to show a Blackhawks game during the playoffs. <laughs> um, the I, a friend of mine tweeted before a picture of um, get your gear before the playoffs, you know, like, and it was. You know, a bunch of team jerseys, and one of them was the Blackhawks. And it's yeah. like, uh, guys, you, you really shouldn't have made this this graphic like six months ago because this is not, or use last year's graphic or whatever. But yeah, they'll find a way to get. They'll probably. I'm, I'm surprised. They, I wouldn't be surprised if they scheduled a Blackhawks outdoor game while the playoffs are going <laughs> on, just for fun. Um, but yeah, this has just been such a. This has been one of one of, if not the most depressing, demoralizing, frustrating seasons. I have seen in a long time and you know even those like even if you go back even further to the 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 very the way pre-Tavares into like the Laviolette Pekka 
Yashin era. Like those teams, I think, you know, if we really thought about it, like they had the, the one good year, the, the first year they were really good. I mean, they had, uh, they had 96 points that year. They almost won the division. They only missed yeah. out by a couple of points. And then they were, you know, mediocre pretty much after that, but you know, still, still a comfortable yeah, playoff team. Two, two eight seeds in a row. Yeah. Um, and- well, I but guess in, not. like they were in, they were like in the mix the whole year. Yeah, uh, you know they weren't, and I, I don't think anybody really thought of them as like cup winners. But I mean, they looked like playoff teams. They were playoff teams, and hey, you know what? They're not that bad. And I used to say like, you know, the, the Islanders have now risen to the level of mediocrity, which for mo- for them was actually really good. <laughs> like, hey, this is yeah. it's better than missing the playoffs. You know, starting in December. So there you go. Um, <laughs> then we had the uh, then they missed it. You know. Steve Sterling, whatever. Then there was the the Dublowitz year, uh, yes. which is oh six oh seven, uh, yeah. which was you know, that's one of those that you're like, that's like kind of what the Panthers are on now. Like you're along for the ride, and it's just like, man, this is great. I don't whatever it happens happens. Like at least right, exactly. Like and, so many, so much shit has already gotten right for us in this like little run that yeah, you, you just gotta enjoy it. Yeah, you just just take it, enjoy it, have fun, and we did. We had a good fun, and that that playoff series didn't last very long either. Um, that was the closest five game series I've ever seen in my life. That was Buffalo, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, they got screwed. That yeah. they got jobbed by the NHL. <laughs> so it was the Islanders should have won that series. Man, and boy, talk about things going by in the blink of an eye, dude. How, how good was that Sabers team? That they went to back to back conference finals and lost them both, but. Holy cow! That was a really, really good. That was Ryan Miller and and Biron and and that was yeah. uh, Drury, Briere, like, man, that team like was, Tony Ludman. Yeah, that was a really, like, really good. Team. It was you know Lindy Ruff had that team firing really on all sides. I remember, I remember that team being the like one of the first team, well, being like the power play team of its era. I don't, I mean, I don't know what the stats would say about it, but but like just anytime the the Sabers had a power play on <laughs> OLN or whatever channel hockey was on at that time, they were scoring. <laughs> Yeah, and it was yeah, yeah it was no, they were really good. Yeah, Briere, Briere, and, and Drury. Commonville was coming around. Right. And, yeah. Oh, and well, uh, they had and like off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maximoff Finneganov was on a team, and they had like dudes that fought, and it was like, that, yeah, that was a really yeah, good team. Uh, Andrew Peters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That. Te- I mean, that team was just that team was good, really yeah, good, yeah. and uh, did, and did the, Islanders, the, the Islanders should have beat them. Yeah, that would have been something. And then uh, you never know, maybe they go to the conference yeah. finals or something. I think that, the Islanders won one game. They won the two first the, one, I think, right? They won game one or two of that series, yeah. And uh, I'm pretty sure Bruno Chivy scored. <laughs> oh, God. Let's see. Now, now I got to know. Well, yeah, I think he scored in one of the games, but he definitely was playing. So they won 3 2, yeah, game two right. uh, in Buffalo. And, uh, was it Campoli? Maybe no, Campoli. Um, yeah, Bruno Gervais. So it was, first goal was, uh, it was Trent Hunter from Sillinger and Pody. And then it was uh, Gervais from Chatan. Right there. Trent Hunter from Sillinger and Pody. That yeah. is just a beautiful sentence. <laughs> and then the game winner on the power play, uh, Marc-Andre Bergeron from Pody yes. and Victor Kozlov. So there you go. Yeah, that's another God, one. What a what a good year that was. When they got Marc-Andre Bergeron, what, <laughs> a couple of weeks before they got yeah. Smith, that was oh, – Jimmy, Jimmy's pissed. But, <laughs> yeah. but uh, the the – when they got Bergeron, I remember they we went I went to that first game with him, and it was that six five game mm. against the Penguins. Mm. When when Trent Hunter and and wow. Hilbert and Sillinger shut down Crosby. <laughs> wow, you remember a lot about that season. <laughs> I don't remember that much at all. Uh, I just remember that. I remember I remember Rick in the playoffs and didn't see yeah. him do what he was but, and, what he was doing. But uh, the uh, 
Yeah, that was Rick got hurt. Who was that? Steve Bajan that that like ran yes. him over. Yeah, that was the season. I guess that was the year that that All Star game, that ill fated All Star game where he got hurt. Um, well, he got the concussion. Yeah, Steve Bajan gave him the concussion, but it was Marion Gabrick in the All Star game, the uh, shootout competition where he messed up his hip and he went back to the uh, the bench on and he was mic'd up by ESPN and mm-hmm. he was like, "Dude, I think I messed up my hip." He said to somebody right. else, and that, that was the end of that. We knew that was coming, but anyway, all right. <laughs> so, but see again, like, what what did we just say? Like that team wasn't good. Like they went on this crazy. They they made this crazy trade first of all, and Garth Snow, believe it or not, was named Sporting News General Manager, uh, Hockey News General Manager of the Year that year yeah, for that one trade. <laughs> yeah, which essentially catapulted his team into. Brian Smith had a good run with the Islanders. He, he in the playoffs, he he didn't really do anything at all. Um. But he had a good run that uh, that half season or whatever it was with him. Yeah, and then that was a crazy ride. And you know, I don't think anybody expected them to win the Stanley Cup. But like, man, what a fun ride that was! That was crazy. And then it was mm-hmm. rebuild time, and it was like, that, all right, that, well, that se- that season was should have been a thirty for thirty. I say it to this day. <laughs> yeah, right. That would make sense. That would be great. Like, I, I've I've never seen a sport like they had so much so much so many things had to break the right way for them. Right. In a four-game stretch, and it all did. They just someone posted a tweet about it the other day. I just saw the Maple Leafs had for the fourth time they had fallen behind a game by two goals, and then ended up winning by two goals in only the fourth time in in history of their franchise. And one of the games was the game that they beat the Canadians. That they had to beat the Canadians in regulation <laughs> for the Islanders to be able to still to still be alive. And <laughs> Uh, someone, some Maple Leafs fan quote tweeted it saying, I remember this like it was yesterday. Then the Islanders screwed everything up the next day on Easter Sunday. And I was like, hell yeah, we did. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So I didn't realize that. But yeah, no, I, I, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, you, you would start with, you know, the, the Neil Smith, Garth Snow conversion, you know, like, hey, we've, we've got this new general manager. 40 days later, nope, sorry, we have another new general manager who was the backup goalie last year. And then, yeah, you, you just, you know, then they signed Rick to that crazy contract, which would come back to bite them years later. All of that crazy stuff, you know, and then, yeah, right up to the Smith trade and then the poke check. Like, that's the perfect thing, right? Yeah. Somebody really does. Hey, you run a 30 for 30. Talk to those guys that made yeah, the, uh, I should. the Mike and the I Mad found, Dog one. <laughs> I found the tweet. It was by a guy named David Alter. Oh, he's, um, yeah, he's a sports night guy. Yeah. Well, he he said, I'll never forget April 7th, 2007. Leafs defeated the Canadians to eliminate Montreal from the playoffs. They had to do it in regulation, too. Leafs were eliminated the next day when the Islanders defeated the, <laughs> the Devils on the last day of the season. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There was like, yeah, there was a bunch of teams that were like, would have made the playoffs that the Islanders lost, and they didn't. So, yeah, well, that's they went like- 4 0 0. It was. It was crazy. They beat the Rangers in a shootout to, mm. to stay alive. They they yeah. beat the Leafs one game. Yeah, this will be uh, the first time the Rangers have missed the playoffs since that uh, that other crazy shootout one with yeah, the Flyers. The Flyers. Yeah. Yeah. Was that Brian Boucher <laughs> in goal for that? Oh, I don't even remember. But I remember that Lundqvist was in goal for the Rangers, and that was Tortorella was was their coach. I think it right. might have been his first year. And uh, I thought, oh man, these guys stink. They're going to stink for a good long time. And well, I was wrong. But uh, yeah, that was a pretty dramatic one too. But but see again, like it goes back to what we were just saying. Like we just spent, we just went on a tangent for like a good fifteen minutes about. Right, yeah, there's nobody bunch, listening anymore. <laughs> pretty much, but like we just talked about these teams that were losers. Like they weren't great teams by any stretch of the imagination. And 
yet we are fondly reminiscing about them here, you know, 15, whatever years later. And I don't think that's going to happen again with, with this team. I mean, we're all going to remember Barzell's first season. Like that's, it's, and it's funny too. Like I feel like we should have had a podcast just on him because he is the exception to everything that has happened to the Islanders this year. Uh, I mean, anytime you get a rookie that has 80 points, that's, that's pretty unbelievable. Um, and he's, he's going to get that and probably more in the next five games. But again, it just goes to highlight like how stupid this whole thing was. Like you have an 80 point rookie and we're sitting here talking about how bland this team is, how unbelievably porously awful on defense they are and how they're going to miss the playoffs. And what if John Tavares leaves? Like this is again, the worst case scenario and none of it is entertaining or fun, even in the, you know what? Those guys weren't good, but I like them anyway. Sense. Right. Mm-hmm. So good. I don't know. I think that's, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so, like, what – I mean, I guess at that point – at this point, I don't know what else to tell you. It's, uh, you know uh, – I mean, aside from, like, individual point totals coming to round numbers, which is really for those of us with OCD, uh, I mean, what are you looking for in these last five games? So they have the Leafs and Devils back-to-back. If you're going to that Devils game, good luck to you. <laughs> I will be – I will actually be upstate uh, my wife's uncle's house with my – brother-in-law and my nephew who are both devils fans so uh i mean they're nice i'm not i'm not expecting too much like you know uh whatever trash talk right they, they know me and they know that <laughs> they know how uh sensitive i am so they're, they're probably there's fine. A, a weird unspoken connection between islanders and devils fans yeah it's the whole friend of my enemy is my friend right. and i have no i have no problem rooting for the devils in the playoffs me neither I mean, they're a fun team yeah uh good for them um, but then they have the Flyers and then Rangers and then they finish up in a, with a game in Detroit against the Red Wings that'll probably be seen by maybe fourteen people. Like I don't, and I'm talking about people in the building too. Like it's going to be by fourteen people. Um, so I mean, I don't know. What, what are you even looking for? You're looking for time. I can't wait to not watch this next Leafs game. I've been looking forward to not watching this game for months. Like, I just can't wait to not to just ignore it completely. Mm, yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. I haven't really watched it. I'm. I couldn't tell you like the past couple of games, like when the Islanders were playing, like I didn't know what days they were playing on. And then I would just get pissed when I was like, Oh God, the Islanders are on it. It's been like that for a couple of weeks now. So right. yeah, I, I'm, I'm just hope that nobody gets hurt and guys yeah. do what they need to do. And you know, yeah. I was happy to see that the Islanders scratched a promising young <laughs> defensive rookie for Dennis Seidenberg's goodbye tour. But you know, like, <laughs> and I totally understand like, giving the guy, you know, his run out, you know, because right. he's, he's had a crazy NHL career. Let him yeah. do whatever. There's none of these games matter, but yeah. the the guy that you scratch for him might, you know, be pretty good. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know the fun, the thing about Seidenberg that cracks me up is that like the fact that Barzell's living with him and his family, which is is lovely. It's beautiful. I'm really I'm really happy that that happened. Matt seems to like it. You know, the Seidenbergs seem like a perfectly lovely family. You know, they got nice kids. They play games. It looks like a beautiful house. I'm sure it's been a great time, but, like, I, w- <laughs> I wonder if, like, under normal circumstances, if he was living with, say, somebody else, they wouldn't just put Seidenberg on waivers. Like, if the reason he was hanging around. And in fairness to Doug Waite, like, yeah, he he played way too much. Um, but, you know, he has been scratched for, I don't know, probably the last 20-some-odd games or so. So I think they, they recognize the problem, too. It just took them a long time to recognize it. But... The fact that he that he was where their prized rookie was living has to have complicated the situation even further than it would normally. 
you know, it's like, is they yeah, could just put yeah, them on waivers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, anyway. That's very honest thing. <laughs> I'm sorry if you, you hear Jimmy. Jimmy's chewing on some toy over there. That's it might right. be coming through. That's I apologize it. to everybody. You know, it's been a long season. And Jimmy has yeah. been generally very quiet this entire time. But yeah, yeah, he's been pretty good. He's been pretty good. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's so if he's if now is the time when he can finally let it out. Hey, you know what? More power to him. That's what I say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't. You know, they got. I, I just hope they beat the Rangers. You know, please just beat the Rangers. Like honestly, it's enough already. <laughs> just give give them something, and then that game against Detroit. I mean, I, if people even watch it, I, I don't know. I, I'll watch it because my uh, my. Uh, daughter and wife are going to be out there going to see Frozen uh, on Broadway. Huh. So I'll be. They're like, "Oh, what are you going to do?" I'm like, uh, "Probably sit home and watch the shitty Islanders finish their season <laughs> against the shittier Red Wings." So yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I'd rather be with you guys, but uh, you go. That's okay, really. It's fine. So. Well, yeah, that's it. I hope, yeah, I hope they have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Any, anything else? Can we add? Is there anything else to uh-huh. add? I mean, we'll obviously do a big wrap up after the season. But uh, oh, um, I guess I should mention too. Um, John Ledecky was at some some Elmont bar last night watching that game with Calvin DeHaan. So good for Carp Ladd showing up and uh, good for, for John Ledecky for being there. But uh, I, I can't imagine. I, I hope he got asked some pointed questions. I know it's not really the, the, the forum for that sort of thing, but uh, I wonder if <laughs> you know he was probably like, oh, thank God I had to get out of there. Like, you know, it's just... I don't know. Uh, it's funny, like you know, we we watch on on Twitter all day, people railing and screaming and yelling all the time. And I wonder if you were in a bar, if I was in a bar with John Ledecky, if I would even go up to him and say anything, because I don't know what I would say. No, I don't. I I'm happy. I I, I that wouldn't be a good situation. I don't think for me. <laughs> yeah, but you, I, you, I like that you call him smiling John Ledecky. Smiling John Ledecky, he is. Yeah, I mean, he's smiling. I like. He's, he's I'm glad always, he's smiling. But, he's another one that you know. In, in his mind, the Islanders are probably you know on their way to the playoffs. And yeah, you know that actually that I I had thought about that on the way on the way home in the bus today about how I think the big thing about this team is just they they come off as being very arrogant. Like they do they feel like you know they didn't need to go out and get anybody when Calvin DeHaan got hurt because we've got Adam Pellick. Yeah, okay, I mean <laughs> Adam Pellick is a hockey player, I guess, but he certainly didn't you know didn't help them when they needed the help. So, but you know, to them, we'll just plug in Pelly and he'll just play where, where, where Calvin played. That nah, didn't really work <laughs> out that way. You know? Oh, Johnny Boychuk's down. Well, we've got, you know, Scott Mayfield, you know, Mayfield's okay, I guess, but he's not going to replace Johnny Boychuk. I mean, Johnny Boychuk isn't even Johnny Boychuk anymore half the time. So, you know, but that's the thing. They just thought, well, don't worry. We'll, we'll plug in Tanner Fritz, whatever. Who cares? Like we got Tanner Fritz. Yeah, I guess, but he's not really helping, you know. And so we're just we're still bleeding goals, and it's like, well, we got Tanner Fritz. Okay, good, good for you, good for Tanner Fritz. But it's just very arrogant, sort of, you know. They're just they're very lost within themselves, I think. And I don't know. I think we did the right thing, reminiscing about more fun teams <laughs> that, that we liked, as opposed to these guys. Yeah, I'm just sick of this team stuff. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, so am I. But uh, yeah. yeah, well, we got to do at least a couple more. We got a couple more podcasts to do, so try and try and save at least an ounce of. Yeah, I, I'm as sick of them as you are, believe me. But we are gonna have to. Talk. I guess after the season's over, we'll have a lot more to talk about. So yeah, yeah, yeah. hopefully, hopefully some uh, firings. Some, yeah, fire some some stayings and some goings, <laughs> uh, and hopefully one one big staying for a lot of money. Hopefully he just stays. But anyway. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, well, I guess that's it for our tour mm-hmm. down Islanders memory lane. Um, <laughs> tell everybody your your Twitter handle again. It's uh, the Big Lebowski two E's. The Big Lebowski with two E's. You can follow Mike there. Uh, you can follow me at Culture of Losing. Please don't, because I really I can't even stand my own <laughs> my own tweets anymore. The only tweets I can stand to myself are, are, are ones about like movies and cartoons and stuff, and it's I don't know. I really, it's just it's been a long season, and I really I, I don't, want to I don't feel the same way. I uh, I enjoy it. I think it's 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 important for you to to do that. <laughs> well, thank you. I I appreciate it. If you are following me, I I thank you and I appreciate it. And uh, I I really do try to be not as as depressing as maybe I'm. Maybe it sounds more depressing than I than I, I think it is. But it's I don't know. It's been tough. I was spending more time on comicsology these days, reading old comic books that I have on Twitter. Um, but uh, JF Barube, I did see, was on waivers again the other day. So, the, oh, was he? The, yeah, <laughs> I was on Twitter at twelve o'clock, and I'm like, "Whoa, JF Barube on waivers! Oh my gosh, unbelievable! I didn't even know you could put guys on waivers this time of year." Yeah, but. I don't think you can Blackhawks. I guess <laughs> maybe they made a special yeah. a special waiver. Uh, um, An outsource waivers. Yeah, he, he nobody else could be on waivers except for this one guy. Who wasn't on waivers for two years? You know they named the stat. They named a stat after a goalie, Jim Corsi, so they can name you know a, a roster move after Barube. <laughs> if anybody deserves it, it's him it for sure. It really is. Uh, yes, wherever you are, JF, we wish you well. Uh, so uh, thank you very much. Uh, we'll be back uh, after the season's over for sure in the next couple of weeks, and uh, we will talk about what lies ahead and and you know see if uh, see who's here to even. Uh, you know, carry on the name. So thank you for listening. We appreciate it. And uh, we will talk to you again later. All right. Bye-bye.